This is our liberation series. July 1st through the 6th, we're focusing on revolts of enslaved peoples in the Americas and combating the myth that our ancestors resigned to a life of captivity and degradation and passively faced oppression. It's time we recognize the spirit of resistance in our blood and honor our struggles and strides for freedom. We have been historically taught, if you were taught, the first slaves arrived in the U.S. in 1619. 70 people. But what if I told you almost a century before that, there have been African slaves brought to modern day Georgia and South Carolina? Don't believe me? Well, let me tell you about San Miguel de Gualpe Slave Rebellion. It was actually the first slave rebellion in mainland USA. Now, it all starts with Lucas Vasquez de Ayon. He worked for the Spanish and he was over in Hispaniola, which is the island that houses Haiti and the Dominican Republic. He wanted to start a colony all on his own, so he had to seek permission from the king and queen of Spain. And apparently they told him, sure, if you find any indigenous people, make sure you make friends with them. Now, I'm not sure that I believe that because I checked at least two different sources and one of those sources said that. And I'm just going to say it. Colonizers, they gon' colonize. They not trying to make friends with the native peoples in most cases. And I'd argue all cases, they didn't even consider the native peoples people. So I dare say that's a bullshit lie and maybe some colonizer descendants are feeling a little, you know, put upon. So they were like, no, no, this is what the king and queen said. They really wanted friendship to transpire between the Europeans and the native peoples. At any rate, De Ayon sent some scouts and they sailed up the eastern seaboard and along the way they stopped in modern day South Carolina and Georgia and they came back with all these great stories they're like hey man it's so fertile the land is beautiful we can find a place to stay there's habitable land there's plants and animals aplenty some good hunting up there and then Dayalyan goes but uh who are these people Y'all, they kidnapped 70 Native Americans and brought them back. And so he's like, you weren't supposed to do that. Like, this is terrible. Apparently he felt bad, but not bad enough to have them take them back. So these 70 people, or most of them anyway, died. They went on a hunger strike because they were sad. And also they were like, get me away from these white people. There was one though. He didn't die. And as colonizers tend to do, they named him a name that they could say. And they named him Francisco. And Francisco, being the survivor that he is, he learned Spanish. And so he was like, yeah, my land's great. And so they were like, hey, we're going to take him back to the queen and the king. And he's going to tell them about his land. And then they'll let us settle on it. 
So they took him back to Spain. He being Francisco, he was like, yeah, it's great. It's a beautiful country, just like Spain. And my people, the Shikori, they're amazing, just like your people. They'll be so welcome. Really, what Francisco's goal was, was to get back home and get away from these white people. He figured if he could just get back to mainland, what is now mainland, it would say, he could make it from there. And so the king and queen apparently was like, oh, that's amazing. Look at him. He can speak our language. And he's saying that they have riches. That's what we want. We want riches. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Go settle where he tells you to settle. Dayayan and his people, they go back to Hispaniola because they'd already colonized the shit out of that. And they pick up 300 to 600 colonizers. 100 African slaves that they had acquired through other trades and raids, and a bunch of livestock, other food items, and then they set sail. So they set sail in August of 1526. They ended up getting close to what is now modern day Georgia and South Carolina. On their way there, their lead ship sank and instead of taking this as the omen that it was they just saved all the people and kept on going they ended up settling between south carolina's pd river and georgia's sapello island which they named san miguel de guadalpe once they got there it went to hell in a handbasket real quick when they first arrived it was pretty late in the season, so they couldn't plant anything, and it was an unseasonably cold fall. More omens, but they decided to stick it out. And remember, Francisco, as soon as they touched down on mainland USA or mainland America, Francisco disappeared into the trees and they never saw his ass again, okay? He was not playing with those white people. At any rate, they still had the 100 African slaves. The colonizers were like, hey, African slaves, start clearing this land. And so they did, and they immediately built houses and a church because... Christianity is one of their greatest colonizing weapons. Still is. Things didn't get off to a good start and it just kept going from bad to worse. Along with it being cold, they didn't have any food. Because remember, they lost like a third of their food. It's not like they only had like a horse on each ship. They had a lot of provisions and they had already lost one of them. And they've got all these people. Within a few months... 350 colonizers died and there was an infectious disease that started sweeping through the settlement. People were just dying left and right. In October of that same year, Lucas Vasquez de Allian actually died and his successor took over by the name of Francisco Gomez. Now, he wanted to stay and wait for new supplies to arrive, but not everybody was feeling that idea. So, another faction broke out, and it was led by Quinez Doncel. And those people, Doncel and his followers, they wanted to cut bait and walk away. They were like, this is not working out. We need to take our white asses back to Spain. We have no food. 
we are all dying, our leader is dead, and Gomez was like, no, we should just wait, they'll send us more supplies. Doncel and his people kidnapped Gomez and his followers and locked them inside of Doncel's house. Well, around about this time is when the rebellion actually started. They don't know who set it off or why, but the African slaves, <laughs> they went to Duncell's house, freed Gomez and the captors, set the house on fire, and ran into the woods. And they never found those people. They don't know if they ended up linking up with the native tribes, which wouldn't surprise me because it's amazing how accommodating people will be if you're not trying to steal their land, their food, and their people. But colonizers, they can't wrap their minds around that. But also they could have died because they didn't know the terrain and they had no supplies. But people are very resourceful. And if you are a slave and you're trying to outrun your captors, I'm pretty sure you're going to do what you want to have to do. But it is possible that they could have died or were killed by the native peoples. At any rate, not too long after that, the Spanish packed up and went back to Spain. So you could call this San Miguel de Gualdape a total and complete failure from the colonizers' perspective. From the African slaves and the native peoples' perspective, I call it a win. And I find it interesting that the first African slaves who were brought to this country were also the first to rebel. But you won't hear that in history class. 